In Colorado, there is only one place that has the best selection of collectibles, Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. For over 27 years, Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics has been the ultimate destination for collectors. They have a wide selection of hard-to-find coins, action figures, role-playing cards. You can go over there and get yourself a copy of Dominion. Uh, and sports memorabilia. Hey, Peyton Manning's a Bronco. I was there yesterday. They have a signed Peyton Manning jersey. And of course, they've got comics, which is what I go there for. All their back issues are half off. On Saturday, all dollar issues are only 50 cents. And if you sign up for a hold slot, you'll get 20% off graphic novels and comics. So stop by 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado, and tell them the real nerd sent you. Comic-Con Episode 4, Fans Hope. Do you love comics, but can't go to Comic-Con? Look no further because Comic-Con is coming to Colorado. Come have an in-depth look at what goes on inside Comic-Con. All of the good, the bad, and the geeky right there on the big screen. You even have the opportunity to purchase exclusive items. The only catch is that this event will happen only if the event reaches its attendance threshold. So what are you waiting for? You know you want to be a part of something amazingly awesome? Go and reserve your tickets today. For tickets, go to www.tugg.com slash events slash 703. Hey, everybody. Ryan from Real Nerds here. I'm here with my good friend Joe of Birdman Barbecue. Joe, why don't you give us a little bit of history of Birdman Barbecue? Well, actually, it's a family recipe been passed down uh, for, uh, for generations. My wife's dad has it now, and uh, we're just now starting to bottle it up. We've got two different flavors, uh, original and spicy. So if you want a nice kick to the back of your throat. Try that spicy. And now we've also got a rub, too. So uh, You know, Joe, I have to be honest. I love the spicy barbecue. And if you put your rub on burgers with a spicy barbecue, off the chain. I'm glad that you're being honest, Ryan, because that's what we like is off the chain. You know, Thank you I'm, for trying that. I'm so glad that you like that I said off the chain because what's even more off the chain is you guys go around Colorado and other places and you actually enter in contests for your barbecue sauce if you want anything. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, uh, we, we've entered our sauce in quite a few contests, uh, and actually we, we uh, got second place uh, in the Frisco Barbecue Competition. So for our sauce, just the sauce, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. We've also won you know, different categories for side items and different things like that, but the sauce winning was, was the crowning, crowning achievement. And you know what's so cool about being in Colorado is I can go to places around town to pick up the sauce. Where can I get yeah, the sauce? Go to your local area Ace Hardware stores. Uh, check out Ruff's Barbecue in Golden. Uh, we're, and then check out your local festivals. Uh, Frisco, Dillon, we're uh, hitting up all those this year. So, And also, I know, too, you also run contests on your Facebook page. If you get a certain amount of likes, you always do a free drawing for a free bottle of barbecue sauce. Where can we find you on Facebook? Absolutely. It's uh, birdmanbbq.com. Or on Facebook, I guess it's just birdmanbbq on Facebook. Uh, check it out. Uh, yeah, every hundred likes that we get we uh enter everybody that likes us into a drawing for a bucket of barbecue which is a, a bottle of each sauce and one of our rubs so awesome so yeah make sure you like birdman barbecue check out joe when he's doing little things around town with frisco and winning competitions you know what the barbecue sauce is delicious <laughs> Hello, Real Nerds listeners. Welcome to Real Nerds. I am Ryan. To my right is... James. And in a bubble is... Brad. Brad's really sick, so um, 
if he dies, we'll let you know. We'll yeah. continue the podcast. We we'll may let... not notice for a while. Yeah. But uh, once we figure it out, we'll we'll definitely. Yeah, we'll still continue the show. podcast, and we'll make sure it's recorded, and then yeah. we'll you know help him out. Thanks, guys. You're great friends. Well, yeah, you know that's what we want to do. Well, he's definitely still alive now. So yeah, totally. Hey, again, thanks everybody who saw us at Comic Con. If you're wondering why we might have not responded to a tweet that you did at Comic Con, there is another real nerds, <laughs> and I just want to clarify clarify on Twitter that our real nerds account is at real underscore nerds. That's it. Those um, other people are probably cool, too, but they're yeah, not they're, us. Yeah, they're not us. So if you're wondering, like, hey, who are these guys? We don't know who these guys are. You know. Yeah. That's why. You can also email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Realnerdspodcast at gmail.com. I know what I'm doing, I swear. <laughs> realnerds at gmail.com. You can also visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. Thank you to everybody who liked us this last week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm not tired anymore, and it's really cool to go, like, uh, think back to the week that was, yeah. and uh, it took me a couple of days to it, get over. Me too. It, it really did. I was going into work just like total, and I, you know, I work in retail where I see a lot of people, and I'm supposed to yeah. be smiley and happy, yeah. and I was socialized out. I was like, no, 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 I am not smiley today. I just can't do it. I'm Actually, sorry. I, I caught a break. I have a lot of vacation time. Yeah, and my assistant can't work at my store because we're too slow in the summer because I work next to the college. Yeah, so I, I my store can't afford to have him there. So what I did, uh, no one else wanted him in the region, though. So my boss came up to me and said, hey, Ryan, you should just take some, some time off, and he can work your schedule this week. <laughs> I was like, cool. So I worked Monday till like 2, and then I haven't worked the rest of the week. Nice. I have to work nice. tomorrow, but yeah, it's from 4 to 9. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm really uh, rejuvenated. Um, yeah, I mean, it took a lot out of me. I didn't know how much it really took out of oh, me. Oh, yeah. Um, the next morning when I, went, I got up at 6, so I had to be at work at 7, and man, I was dragging ass. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I, I just <laughs> mentally exhausted. Physically wasn't too bad, but just mentally I was done. Thinking back on it, I've realized that that's probably some of the worst. I mean, I've lived an easy life. Probably some of the worst I've ever felt in my life. Like yeah. just totally drained, malnourished, no sleep. You know, dehydrated, <laughs> yep. stressed out, and anxious about everything. Yeah, because you know, also, uh, but you at the to... same time, just over the moon. Like yeah. it was the it, most is weird, crazy binary feeling. Because you know, there'd be times when um, people would want to talk to us, and I really didn't want to talk yeah, to them anymore. Especially by but, Sunday. But like, I had to bring myself back up. And then yeah. when people were talking to us, I got excited again because the people yeah. were excited. Yeah. Um, just interviewing so many people uh, was tough. And I didn't think it'd take that much out of me, but it, <laughs> it did, crazy. you know, and you, you're saying, oh man, I have to interview one more person, but their enthusiasm really helped me yeah. carry through and it was lots of fun. Yeah. And at the same time, after all that, I can't wait for next year. Cannot wait. Dude, next year is going to be crazy. Yeah. And I will bring more food. Oh, and, yeah. and water. Dude, I'm going to sneak food in. They, there's no way they can check it. Whoa. Uh, hopefully they'll forget we just said that by, <laughs> by next year. Well, I, I don't think that like the Christopher... Yeah, I don't think at Denver Comic Con. I, think I really a, think it's the uh, the convention, the center. convention yeah. center, itself. and they are not listening to the podcast. So <laughs> no. forget them. Yeah, totally. But we we really appreciated the Denver Convention Center hosting the Denver Comic Con. Thank you so much. It was fantastic. It was next year. Give us more space. Cool. So fun inter- uh, reliving that. Uh, so you know what time it is now? Unspool real news. So or what movie did we see this week? Our movie. <laughs> we saw uh, we saw Brave. You know, I should really try when we see a children's movie not to cuss. Yeah, you should. Um, just That's so why you, I just said forget the, the Colorado yeah, Convention uh, Center. But for our listeners, our Spider-Man review will be kid-friendly. Well, um, at least that's a promise for now. Well, if, if we happen to cuss, Brad can add beeps in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. That'd be cool. So professional. 
it would be. And I just want to... Sweet. Another four hours I get to spend editing the show. Hey, Man. you're not supposed to talk until we get to the review. Man, I hate this in Spider-Man movie. I'm just getting ready. I'm just ah, getting ready. Wow. No, but... Cool, you just <laughs> saved me some trouble. That's awesome. Thanks, James. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, just because those one kids were so excited and yeah. their mom wanted to listen to it. And those kids were cool, so I want to make sure that they can listen to our podcast. And, and because maybe we should be better people and swear less. <laughs> maybe. Nah. Nah, who cares about that? Unspool real news. Did I say brave yet? No, you didn't. Okay, we saw brave. <laughs> yeah, we saw brave. Fucking uh, real news. It's real news. The box office was um, not very exciting last no, week. No, it was kind of like the week before, only there was more stuff down on the list. Am I the only one? Like, there's... Uh, Madagascar 3 is getting great reviews and I just don't get that franchise you know we also saw a preview for Ice Age I don't get yeah. that franchise either I, I liked Madagascar no 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 I just said something whoa, I whoa. definitely don't agree with I liked uh, Ice Age 1 you know for what it was for like a DreamWorks kids movie Madagascar totally just never hit with me uh, by the way Ice Age and is a Fox animation movie well you know what I mean not <laughs> Pixar is what I mean um, anyways it repeated as box office champ with 34 million dollars yeah um, Prometheus. I guess good for that. I, I really don't think I'll ever check it out, even though I, sh- I, I, sh- I guess I should. The only but. way I would check it out is if my niece and nephew wanted to see it. Yeah. If anybody ever told me, like, oh, you should, you know, if it were like, you know, uh, uh, How to Train Your Dragon, where somebody was like, oh, sure. no, 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 you should check that out, I would, I would, but I've never, I haven't actually heard anybody say, oh, it's really special. Yeah. Um, so. Prometheus did 20 million, which they say is a big drop off, but I'm actually surprised it cracked 20 million again. Yeah. Um, not just not because the movie's bad, but just because the subject matter is always a tough sell. Yeah. And um, it's it's the middle of the summer. Like, there's not yeah. a lot of room. No. Also, Rock of Ages, what we saw last week, did 14.4, which they're saying is a bomb because of the star power. But you really can't. Tom Cruise is. how I mean, he's only in the movie maybe 30 minutes. Yeah. Maybe. And if you could see just Tom Cruise, and the movie's totally worth it. Yeah. And uh, that's my boy, 13.4, which is also they're considering a bomb because Adam Sandler movies usually do really well. Yeah, but Adam Sandler movies are also usually, like, family, sort of friendly, just garbage, yeah. like uh, like grown-ups and such, yeah. where it's like, well, this is a totally different audience. Like, this is a rated R comedy. How often do they... I mean, every now and then you get a hangover, but this movie did not have the hype of a hangover no. kind of movie, so that and doesn't And I think really Adam Sandler's me. last movie created a lot of bad will with people with oh, Jack and yeah. Jill. Oh, yeah. Um yeah, I, I'm surprised it actually did as well as it did. I thought. People... So thank you, Box Office Mojo, for supplying us with box office numbers. Yeah. Um, there's quite a bit of DVDs coming out, Blu-rays coming out this week, and some of them good. Yeah. Um, Wrath of Titans is not one of them. No. But you know they tried. They did. They did. Um, Twenty One Shop Street, which was hilarious. Yeah. Um, the artist, which I'm really excited to pick up. You know, also a lot of movies. Like Sherlock Holmes didn't come out till June. That's six months after it came out in the theater. That's really yeah. a long time. Same with the artist. Took forever to come out. Yeah, um, I don't know. Blu-ray. Like usually, usually they'll do that with indie, with indie movies because they want them to stay in theaters for a long time. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's. I mean, the artist has been out of theaters for a while, as far as I know. Well, it was in theaters till like March because the Oscars. Yeah, so. exactly. They they re released it. Yeah, they re released it. I would have I would have sort of expected them to jump on the hype and release it in April, like end yeah. of April. Uh, but. but we get it anyways. A great movie. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Also, Mirror Mirror, the other Snow White movie. Which... Uh, that's a crazy quick turnaround. Oh, I mean, when that come out in April? Um, April, yeah. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, and and then... I, it's kind of interesting because I kind of want to see it. So yeah, we'll see. Well, because I want to compare it to the other one. If it's so for I'm... free streaming, I'll see it. Uh, that's not a bad idea. Um, for Brad, Father's Day, Troma's Father's Day comes out. Yeah. Um, is it only on DVD? 
it's a special it's limited a, edition numbered DVD Blu-ray. Blu-ray yeah, because they're hoping to sell that many. <laughs> it's a and it's then a, uh, it's got a CD in it too. Don't know what that is. Probably a soundtrack. Does it have music? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, it says it says CD. It says it's a four well, disc edition. Well, all movies have. You laugh. There's not too many movies that don't have music. But you'll be laughing but harder when you later. watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you get it, make sure that you let me borrow it. Definitely. Because uh, you'll love it as much as I did. If I love it, then I'll buy it. Uh, and then you wanted me to m- mention Bullhead. I don't know what that is. If you yeah, want to Bullhead is. is a movie that was produced by the Alamo Drafthouse um, and that they were promoting quite a bit. Uh, if you went to their site for months, it was up on there where they were trying to get people to come see it. Uh, I don't really know much of what it's about, uh, but if it comes to Redbox or anything like that, I definitely want to rent it. Um, so it's exciting to know it's out there, and it's one of those movies that isn't going to get a lot of promotion because it's not. there's not a lot of money behind it. But it's from people who who Care love about movies. movies. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, in fact, I think I think what happened, if I remember the story correctly, is that it was a movie that was at Sundance that nobody else picked up, and Alamo did. Hmm. Um, so, which is which is always kind of neat. Uh, so, absolutely. So, thank you, Digital Bits, for supplying us with box art links to Amazon that you can buy and support digitalbits.com. <laughs> yeah. So, what else you got for me in news this? Well, I'm going to, because it's my show, I'm going to skip you for one second. This isn't really news, but because it's so close to Spider-Man, I start getting really excited. And so I start checking out a bunch of things about it. And the first reviews are starting to trickle in for Spider-Man. And it's uh, it's like at 91% on the tomato meter right now. And everyone's saying it's really good. Um, But that's not really news. What I want to talk about, there's a cool little interview with Emma Stone. And uh, as IGN asked her point blank, they said, so do you know what happens to Gwen Stacy in the comics? And she said, yeah, she dies. And they said, so do you think that should happen with your character in the movies? And she said, it's an important part of the Gwen Stacy character. So for her not to die would be a disservice to the fans. Oh, can you you not love Emma Stone more? I love Emma Stone. That means one of two things. Either she is legitimately a huge Spider-Man fan or the producers have discussed with her the fact that she will be dying in this series. Oh, no, no, no. Or that, or, but she was telling the story about how important it is for her to die in Spider-Man. And it's a, it's a great interview. It's, it's only like two minutes long, but yeah. you, you know that she understands who the character is yeah. and she understands how important that is for the evolution of Spider-Man. Oh, no, 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 no. I know where she got it from. I know. Okay. First of all, Hopefully, she is really a big Spider-Man fan, but she's also dating a really big Spider-Man fan. That's true. That's probably fine. probably Andrew Garfield just told her like, "This is what your character is going to die, and I'm going to be the one to kill you." And that would be a she, creepy conversation. Spider-Man did not kill Gwen Stacy. Spider-Man killed Gwen Stacy. He, she's dead because of Gwen uh, Spider-Man, but he yeah. did not kill her. He broke her neck, uh, allegedly. And that's what's sad about. Oh it. shit! Here we go. Brad's <laughs> <laughs> been, fight, been fight, waiting fight, for this fight, for the podcast fight, to tear fight, apart. Fight! 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 So, yeah, that's my news. <laughs> I just wanted to say that it made me really happy to see Emma Stone talk about it, and I love her. That is pretty And she's, she's so am- cute. She's amazing. She's really amazing. How can we get her in a Batman movie? <laughs> she wants to be in a real superhero movie. you, man. <laughs> I mean, bleep you, man. <laughs> so what else you got for me, James? Uh, so the first thing, I'm going to start with something I think is interesting rather than sad. Oh, How's finally. That Jeez. Okay. Uh, so, pre- Professor, I apologize before I even say this. Professor Akira Ishii from the Department of Applied Mathematics Akira! and Physics at Totoro University in Japan whew, uh, did a study this week that the Hollywood Reporter picked up on uh, that basically said that internet buzz about a movie is far more important than uh, the actual promotion of the movie. Like hmm. a commercial on TV is not, or a trailer is not going to swing people on a movie as much as 
people on the internet talking about it. Basically, what he did was he followed how many times on social sites and th- on on social news sites and social networking sites uh, a movie was talked about, and then. Uh, did a correlation between that and the box office sales and then we looked at how the advertising did as well and realized that people talking about a movie like we are doing is way more important for a movie doing well or doing poorly at the box office than um than actually advertising a movie which what the fuck you said you weren't gonna talk i'm sorry it's interesting <laughs> like that's always been true word of mouth yeah. has always sold movies this is just electronic word of mouth yeah no, oh, absolutely no, you're right i mean um Positive word of mouth. Uh, I mean, a great example is I'll, I'll even talk about it and what we've been watching. But Batman Begins opened with fifty million, which yeah. isn't a lot for a superhero movie, but uh, or a comic book movie, I should say. But the word of mouth was so positive for it that it grows so much money, and I think movies like that can really catch on. Yeah. I mean, something uh, like Moonrise Kingdom, where you open in three theaters, yeah, and it's just able to sustain itself constantly and have the highest per theater average. Every week, because just people say this movie is great. Yeah. I, I think it's it's true. Yeah, and it was just interesting to see somebody like actually somebody science in to it. <laughs> science in quotes say like, "Hey, you guys are you guys are important." That's pretty cool. Yeah, no. especially because the advertising I get so sick of so often that like it, it just makes sense. Yeah, because like you're you're right. You know, how many times have we seen a my big fat Greek wedding? Yeah, it uh, it seems like there's one every you don't remember. You're looking mm-hmm. confused, but Brad, when you saw such a, big, a strange reference. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. I was thinking like, how many times have you seen like, uh, you know, hero's face on a poster, and then like their little faces next to that, and yeah, 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 yeah. or, oh, that, no, no, or no. that certain font yeah. for comedies, and it's always like set against a white background, which of course all just gets forgotten because yeah. it's all just middling. No, no, yeah. I meant how many times? You probably don't remember this, but my big fat Greek wedding was huge. And was in That's theaters for movie, yeah. forever. Yeah. And how many times have we seen? I mean, I feel like there's one oh, every God, year. Titanic, Last yeah. year we had the help, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. That's um, a good example. Exactly. Or, or Juno did it. You know, it these, these movies that people go and are surprised by and love and then they just they stick around. Um, so, yeah, I just thought I thought it was interesting. It was it was that's cool. Cool to see for sure. Um, I should have started with some news about uh, following up on Bullhead, in fact. Uh, because Al- the Alamo Drafthouse started a thing this week called Drafthouse Alliance, uh, which basically they have four movies that they have produced and have available on DVD and are sort of in charge of. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's too bad Brad is leaving the room to throw up right now because I, I kind of wanted his opinion on this. But um, basically what they're doing is for $124 a year, which is a pretty steep um, uh, subscription price, they will... Uh, send to you the blu-rays of their movies and it should be about nine a year nine or ten or no no it's it's nine a year plus one that you pick out um so it's 10 movies so you end up getting a blu-ray for about 1250 which makes Mm -hmm. sense but it's an interesting way because it's it's cool for them to be able to for a studio i mean they're not a studio they're a they're people who are distributor distributing movies yeah for them to basically just say like hey if you like our taste in movies give us some money up front and we will ship this stuff to you and if you know you will like the movie or you won't but you'll be supporting us and doing what we're doing i just think it's a really uh neat and different way to get movies out there to people um did you read about this Brad? what <laughs> <laughs> sorry i um just are you are you done? I left up? the room to get a soda. Like I didn't hear anything I know, you said. I know. You, I I said as you started to leave that this was something. Did you read about the the Draft House Alliance this no. week? You didn't. 
So they're they're doing this subscription thing where they're for one hundred and twenty four dollars a year they will mail you what what equates to ten of the movies that the Alamo Draft House is distributing on on a, a really nice Blu ray. Uh, and so that way, if you like their taste in movies, you can just give them money up front, and they for for what for what ends up being about twelve dollars a Blu-ray. They Are you really explaining you this to me when everyone just heard it? Like, <laughs> I am, because I want to I want to know your opinion. Do you like? Is this the kind of thing that you would do? Like, especially if it were uh, one hundred and twenty-four bucks, twenty-five yeah, bucks a year, a year. And you get how many movies? It, it ends up being ten movies. You pick one to begin with, and then they send you the next nine that they produce. So, so you don't have any choice on which movies they 10, are. Ten fifty a ticket. If I saw ten movies in the theater, yeah, it it ended up being about the same price because I think Alamo Draft House tickets are a little more expensive. I don't. That depends on the movie. I'd hate to just <laughs> pay one hundred twenty-five yeah, bucks and no get like choice. six yeah, others exactly. that I don't care about. Yeah, that is the one shaky thing about it is that you don't get to pick the movies. But I, I, I just think it's, it's cool. Interesting. I mean, it's something new and exactly yeah. if it catches on, cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll it'll be interesting. Um. Alan Moore, who traditionally just hates movies, or especially hates movies dude, that they've made about his movies. He's creepy looking. He reminds me of Rasputin. Oh, he, dude, he totally is. But that's that's the thing. Have you ever seen an interview with him? Really nice guy. He really is. Like, he is, he is the devil if you make a movie out of his stuff. But if you're just a fan and you think he's really cool, he is really nice to you. Damn you, making me more money. Well, that, no, that's the thing. He gave, Like, on Watchmen, he gave up all his money to Dave Givens. Um, because he was like, I don't want to make money on this stuff that I'm going to hate, uh, which I guess is admirable, but that movie wasn't that bad. So No, that's just being a butthead. Um, anyway, he has decided he's going to write a bunch of short films, so it's actually kind of strange that he's you know, kind of get, not really getting into Hollywood, but basically he teamed up with this uh, uh, commercial director named Mitch Jenkins, and they're going to make a, a series of short films. So if you're a big fan of... Alan Moore, like I am, uh, I'll I'll try and drag him down somewhere. But and uh, hopefully he can write a movie script as well as he can write a comic book script. Oh, absolutely! Uh, it, it actually sounds very much like him because it's it's going to be a few little episodes of shorts, and they're going to be he calls it multi-layered, multi-episode. So it's gonna they're going to be sort of intertwined, but telling different stories all out of the way that Watchmen is. You know, where there's a lot of stuff going on and it is all connected, but um, but not necessarily all comes together at the end. Uh, so it it sounds cool, you know. I'll I'll check it out for sure. Uh, and then the last thing is just that uh, the guys from um, Kick Ass are saying that they are filming Kick Ass Two this year. I still don't believe this is happening. Yeah, I read that Aaron Johnson said it's his next movie. Yeah, Aaron Johnson is well, Kick Ass. <laughs> what else is Aaron Johnson? Doing? Uh, he's in Savages that opens the same week as Spider Man. Yeah, I hear he's a dick. Kind of I can just like say one. that. Yeah, yeah I just, I've heard from, from people who've met him in interviews and stuff that he is just kind of a, a jerk. That's really, really unprofessional of you, James, to bring that up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, if, he ever meet, if I ever meet him and he's great, then I will, I will retract that. But <laughs> okay, that's better. <laughs> Make sure I've, I've met some famous 55. people. Great, <laughs> yeah. 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 Steven Spielberg's a dick. Do you guys want to explain No, no, no. Uh, Steven Spielberg is not a dick. You don't know. You never met him. I don't think, but I've I've seen I'm enough sure stuff with him. Dick. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying how irresponsible it was of you to I've seen call out Aaron Johnson. <laughs> you know the man. <laughs> it probably was. It probably was. But I like starting rumors, especially about dudes being dicks. I totally. saw some behind the scenes stuff on the Kickass DVD where he said that James Hart's a dick. <laughs> wow. He's, and he looks right at the camera. He's like, James Hart, you are a dick. If I ever see you, I'm gonna get on your podcast and punch you in the face, and people will be able to hear it. <laughs> That's how much I will hate you. You just got kicked ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, that was bad. 
Uh, anyway, that's news. Uh, Brad, you got anything? Nope. Cool. Okay. Uh, you got a comic book for me this week? Well, you know, I totally forgot about this until a minute ago, but there's one that we've had on the back burner for a while. I was going to leave for you, but uh, we should just talk about it. And okay. In fact, we can both talk about sure. it. Sure. Um, is that uh, uh, Saga, basically. Yeah, that's Bra- great. Brian came on, has, has come back to comics, and he did it in a way, he sort of announced that this was going to be a book. He wanted to, it to be something that no one could ever adapt away from comics. It was, it was going to work <laughs> on the page and never be something that someone could try to make into a movie, which is sort of reactionary to the years that he spent away from comics and trying to get scripts published and all of that, or not published, but uh, turned into movies. And, and I still have not seen a Brian K. Vaughn movie, which is heartbreaking to me. Um, so clearly he ran into some struggles and, and came back to comics where he was like, okay, I'm going to vent my frustration on this thing that um, apparently he sort of had these ideas since he was a kid. And sort of as he's grown up, cool ideas that he's had have just gotten shoved into this book. And it's, it's, it's really interesting. Basically it's about it's – a, it's a sci-fi book and there are all these planets and all the planets have different uh, races and, and things like that. And they've, they've all been at war. So everybody's sort of mixed up and basically these two – um, these two different aliens from two different sides of the war fall in love and have a kid, and then the very first issue give birth to this kid, and the book is narrated by that child. Um, and they keep they keep going after things that just the ideas are just awesome. I, there's a there's a lion cat that when <laughs> man when you meet the lion cat. Uh, it's this guy's animal companion and he introduces it as the lion cat and you don't know why and a couple pages later somebody says something and the cat just goes lying and you're like oh (laughs) this is so cool uh, and there's stuff. There's, there's rocket ship humanoids with TV for heads that fuck each other. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. There's, did you read this week's? I haven't read this week. Oh, yet, there's a page on me. there that will haunt you for the rest of your life. Oh man, are you creepier than the like the spider centaur from last week that has no yeah. arms? Yeah. Oh man, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, and he is still the one thing is is that if you've read a lot of Brian K. Vaughan, um, do not go into this expecting the Brian K. Vaughan twist that he always has in the first issue. It's just not there. Uh, which is okay because he is still just as amazing as he's artist, always Fiona been. What? Uh, Fiona Staples. Wonderful uh, And as, as he has always said, you can't make comics without Staples. Staples. Nice. Ah, yeah, I know. Um, Great artist. And she is. By she's the way. really good. Yeah, it's a it's a little sketchy, but it, it's it's neat. It's fresh. Um, so yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, it's up to issue five, so there will probably be a trade in the next couple months of the first five issues. Um, but if you you can't get issue one because it's sold out yep. everywhere. Um, issue two as well. Is it really? When I went to I have two Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics to get uh, issue two, I went the day it went on the shelves, and he didn't have any more on the shelves. He had to go steal one out of somebody else's hold slot and give it to me. <laughs> so if and by his hold sl- uh, someone else's hold slot, I mean he has... Uh, like two or three copies that he keeps back there in hold slots in case someone like me is like, oh, okay, hey, yeah. I need, I want that, and he's like, okay, here's that one. Cool, cool, cool. I saw him do that with lock and key, I believe. Yeah, um, uh, he always keeps a couple extra. So if you're ever at Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics, and you have a hold slot, which you should get because you get twenty percent off and bag and board as well. If you go there and you like even something like Scarlet Spider, when I went there, he didn't have number one anymore yeah but he always keeps a couple extra for people that fold slots very cool which is also just a good idea because if that issue is actually expensive you can put it out on the floor in in two months and hike it up to eight dollars oh yeah you know that's a smart way to do business good for him uh but yeah check out check out saga it's amazing awesome so this week for our comic-con 
exclusive interview, we talked to a gentleman named Reggie, and Reggie is kind of special because he is doing a special screening of Comic-Con Episode 4, Fans Hope, which is an awesome documentary that everybody should see, if, especially if you're interested in the stuff we're interested in. Um, he's doing it, and you have to buy tickets at his website. I wish I had the website in front of me, but I know it's tugs.com slash something. Yeah, and you uh, heard it at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, at the beginning of the podcast, that's what he's talking and about. And you'll hear it in the interview. And oh, you'll yeah. hear it in the interview. Anyways, you support him because they're giving away prizes and stuff, and I am i won't tell you about it. How about we let Reggie tell you about it because I'll just mess well, it. Well, the one thing we do have to say is you have to buy tickets before June 30th. Yes. Uh, so if you want to go, and you should, we already talked about this movie on the podcast, uh, you should go ahead and buy tickets as soon as you can. The screening won't happen at all unless people buy tickets. Yeah, so. exactly. He has to get a certain number of tickets before he can actually book the theater. So, And he's a really nice guy. And yeah. he, uh, we just met him at the Comic Con. Is one of those cool things where you just meet someone who's really cool. Well, and Sully introduced him to it. Sully so, did. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Sully's cool too. Hey, Sully. Hey, what's up? Sully. We just talked about you on the. Yeah, podcast. remember we met each other just <laughs> the day before at Mile High Comics, and we were waiting in line together. Remember when you and Ryan made out, and it, it oh, was wait. awesome. <laughs> you're looking for a Nightwing comic, but you're wearing the Avengers T-shirt. What's that about, brother? Ooh, crossing the streams. <laughs> That's not even what that means. Anyway, yeah. anyway, here's, here's, here's Reggie. Reggie. Well, hi. We are with Reggie West. Reggie, I am Ryan. This is James. We hi, are Reggie. Hi. We doing? are the real nerds, and we do movies. And we hear you're a big movie fan. So, what is your favorite movie? Um. Well, right now and always and forever, be the first Matrix. The very really? first Matrix. Yeah. Yes. Very That's first Matrix. Because past that, everything got confusing. Yep. And I don't remember past that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the series stopped, right? Yeah. yeah it with stopped Neo stopping the bullet. Sequel. That movie it, was so cool, <laughs> but nobody saw it, think, and they didn't I make a sequel. I think it stopped at I Know Kung Fu. Yeah. <laughs> that was about it. So, yeah. That was absolutely. About it. No, that's awesome. That was, a, that was a good choice. I don't, uh, I've never heard that one. Uh, so Matrix is their favorite movie, because so many people are worried that it, the sequels kind it's of soiled the the first one and I disagree I think the first one's amazing I yeah. think the first one really represented what they wanted to do but I think they got lost somewhere between the last scene in the second one and the first scene in the third one which was the same scene so it was all of that was just completely wow. just messed everything up but I love that that's 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 just me that's just me but first movie Fishburne kicking the crap out of Neo was fantastic and I loved absolutely it. loved it loved and it, loved he it. uh you know he was perfect in that role he had that kind of mysteriousness about him but he could also deliver lines where you're like oh that was really cool what he just said yeah plus he had his hands behind his back the whole movie which was <laughs> <He> great <did. laughs> so, <laughs> so that was fantastic so do you also read comic books or are you just a movie guy no i like com i like comic books too i don't get a chance to read as much as i would like to but um i know that civil war and world war hulk my favorite right civil now war's great yeah, civil war civil war is fantastic i just finished uh, reading fear itself that's a good which one was, too. Which was really good. Oh, and no spoilers, but somebody dies. They do, and it's fantastic. But they do. But that just—they have—they have really good writing. Just a lot of good stuff, especially with um, the stuff that Jim Lee does too. Oh. All this, all of his art, especially with Batman, yeah. Superman, all that. Oh good yeah, stuff. his Batman was amazing. Did you did you read his Hush story? I did read Hush. Um, I don't remember all of it because I read it a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, but. I remember that Hush was a good one. Arkham Asylum was a good one. And The Long Halloween was probably my favorite. Oh, yeah. That's Tim oh, Sale. I love Tim Sale. Yeah. yeah. Long yeah. Halloween was Long probably Halloween's my... always great. Yeah. That that's was awesome. A, that, was, that was a really fun one. So you must be really excited. I am really excited. Because we got some Batman coming up. Yes. Yes. It's fantastic. It's going to be really cool. And I love that they picked Bane. And just for the fact that they kept 
all of the movies real, real realistic. Like he, they could have went with a, I don't know, an Ivy or they could have went with Hush or yeah. somebody, you know. But they kept it really grounded and kept it human yeah. versus making it really cartoony, which was and really for a mature audience was really really good. Yeah. So they did. Was, have you? Uh, are you going to be at the Michael Uslan? Uh, when does that start? Because that I, starts tomorrow at. Uh, two. Two. Starts tomorrow two. Because he told a great story. We were at Mile High Comics yesterday, and he told the story about Batman and uh, when he saw it in 1966, all campy. Yeah. He made it his mission to make a mature and dark Batman, and he's been the producer on every single Batman film oh, that's yeah. since then. Started, that's awesome. Starting with Tim Burton all the way Starting through. with Tim Burton yeah. all the yeah. way up to now, he's just produced every single one? Yep, and even yeah. the cartoons. Yeah, yeah, all the like those 90s cartoons you love. Yeah, oh, yeah and yeah. it's a great story, and uh, his book is amazing. And if you can get him to sign it personally, he even draws a bat signal in it. It's I'm gonna have great. to check it out. And it's oh, funny because last hopefully I can oh. make that one because I really yeah. want to check it out. You should because cool. if That's you right. like Batman, it's definitely one you should check out. Yeah, I, I will. I will tell you this. Last night he was at my high comics and he gave a little spiel and told this little story and he said, you know, I, he doesn't want to spoil anything, but he does want to say that as much as we have loved the movies in the past, he just said, just wait, man. Just, just wait? Just wait. Ugh. And you could, t- from somebody who clearly just loves Batman, like from his soul, yeah. like to hear him say that was so exciting. Just wait? You know? Oh. He, he, goes, he goes, two hours and 45 minutes, you won't even believe it. Like, you, oh, I'm all for it. Now, it, now it'll, all, it'll be overhyped and we'll hate it, oh. but still. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. <laughs> even if it's not overhyped, I'll still go see yeah. it. I'll oh, man. go it's see so it a million exciting. times. I know I will. Do you have your midnight so. showing tickets yet? Yeah, yeah, do you, do you have you your get, midnight showing tickets for for Dark Knight? I don't. Um, you got. I remember we saw. I remember a funny story. Kayla and I went to go see Dark Knight when uh, on the first day it came out, and we were running. I knew that was going to be packed. Yeah. I knew it was going to be sold out. We got our tickets. We were probably the last ones to get in the movie theater, oh. and somehow, some way, we got sat right in the middle. <laughs> right How in the middle of the I have no idea. So, somehow, it must be a mixture of German food and rushing. It just happened. <laughs> it just happened. And, and for some reason, I mean, it was the best, best wow. time. Really best that's time. That's Seriously. awesome. That's too cool. Seriously. Well, Reggie, what are you, why are you here at the con? What are you, what are you um, Right now, well, this is my first... Denver Comic Con and this is everyone's first Denver everybody's Comic-Con. first Denver, Denver Comic Con and I'm just like seeing all of the exhibits and products and comics and posters and art and artists and everything and it's just really over it's overwhelming right now but it's really cool to see uh, a community of such talented people come together in one specific location just to showcase basically what they're made of what they have and it's just a really cool experience seeing all of this, all this stuff. Wow, you uh, said that so much better Amen. than we could. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> I was like, preach it, Reggie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. I but, know. I feel the same way. Yeah. You know, we were talking to people before about the fact that, like, people are lining up at 1 o'clock in the afternoon today. Like, you could just see the hunger in people. Yeah. We needed something like this. Yeah. You know? We're out here That's in the true. West. There's nothing close by. You know? This, this and we deserved it. This is awesome, seriously. Oh, it's so cool. Uh, this is fantastic, seriously. Yeah. Are you guys going to the uh, the gaming thing tomorrow? I don't, uh, right I don't think so. Yeah, right um, we're actually kind of booked tomorrow with interviews. Yeah, we got we got some interviews tomorrow, but I, oh, yeah. I definitely want to get over there. There's a when you get over there, there's a really cool like Lego. Uh, it's like Warhammer, but with Lego pieces. Check that out. Warhammer Lego. Yeah, yeah. So like, God. no, 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 no. I love my life. <laughs> <laughs> 
Exactly, exactly. We had this guy explain it to us all last night, and I thought, this is the coolest thing. I, I will I will waste my life yeah, on okay. this game. Exactly. This is what I'm, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go over there as soon as I get off work because I have I have actually a meeting with the guy over there. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go over there. I'm gonna tell you guys all about it. I'm gonna come back here, and we're gonna tell everybody else about it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, sounds yeah, that's, great. that sounds great. That sounds yeah. great. You'll be like dude. our field reporter. Yeah. Oh but man. This, but this place closes it. Five tomorrow, doesn't yes. it? Oh, is it five? I thought it was six. Six, I think five it's six, six tomorrow and five on Sunday. Okay, if it's six tomorrow, I should have enough time to go over there, check that out, come back over here, and go back over there. Cool, cool. So cool, cool, cool. I'm going to be running around. That's sweet. So cool. we'll be here. Yeah, but you're also tying in with Comic Con. You are having a screening for Comic Con episode I four am. of Fans Hope. Yes. Why don't you tell our loyal listener about? Uh, about your uh, singular one is better than nothing. Yes, you know one is absolutely better than nothing. So what are you I'm doing with that? Be two as of Monday. See, yeah, we'll see. See, um, it is Comic Con for uh, fans hope to basically uh, document documentary about the San Diego Comic Con and just an experience of where I mean on a much. Bigger scale. I mean, I've like seeing that it's one. Crazy. Seeing that one got me excited about the one here in Denver. Yeah, just like just for something that I've always wanted to go to, especially when I figured right. out what it was. Yeah, and that's that's the thing with a lot of people. They don't know what a Comic Con is or some sort Agreed. of convention or what this, you know, what all of this means or like why are people doing this type of stuff. And I mean, for some people, I I know a, a person I grew up in uh, in high school with that dressed up all the time had like striped striped uh, uh socks and like did a whole bunch of different cosplay like in high school mm-hmm. and everybody you know nerd geek yeah. blah 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 a whole bunch of different words and now she's flying all over the country doing a whole bunch of different fashion shows and different types of very unique fashion that's a uh, uh i think her thing's like jay chan J-Chan Unique. I don't know if anybody's heard, but I'm shouting it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. get it out J-Chan Unique or whatever it is. Uh, Jessica, fantastic work. And just seeing that and seeing how dedicated she was to her craft, I mean, at the end of the day, somebody's going to work for a geek or a nerd anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it might as well start here. And that's what I'm just trying to get out with, with Comic-Con, uh, the movie, just trying to let people know or show people that there's a different side than just video games or reading comics or or just people that think that this doesn't it doesn't mean anything where it's actual talent there's literature there's there's art there's you know creativity fashion you know voices voice acting's fantastic and just so much stuff and i just wanted to really promote that and show that for a community of people that may not even heard of this movie, and I, that's awesome. just something I really wanted to that's do. That's so cool. And is there a website we can go to to uh, buy tickets? And how do we buy tickets? Yeah, the the website is um, www.tugg. That's tug. dot com slash events slash seven o three. Cool. And uh, that's the event, and I'm really trying to push this out as fast as possible because the the deadline for the tickets is June thirtieth. Oh. And I'm I'm really just trying to push that out because if I have enough people, then it will happen. If it doesn't, if it doesn't happen or don't get enough people, then it won't happen. Okay. So I'm really trying to push it out as fast as possible. 
and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try my hardest. I'm gonna try everything I possibly can to get this out and make and this, this happen. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, you know what, Reggie? We're gonna help you too. We will pimp you out as well. Oh. Yes, you guys are like exhibit. We, you know, <laughs> we will we will add links on our uh, you know Twitter, Facebook, yeah. our blog page. That's and we'll help really you. Cool. Like we yeah. we got a chance to see it, but not everybody has. Right, and the exactly. Great. And it, that's it is, fantastic. It's something that, and something that people will definitely be interested in. But yeah. come around the time that you want to mm-hmm. show it. Most definitely. Uh, so that's going to be really cool. Most so, definitely. Awesome. Is there anything else you want to you know promote here? You, you have the floor, sir. Um. The Mustache Emporium here at <laughs> at Denver at Denver Comic-Con. Go go get one. They smell like barbecue and it's fantastic. Just, you're gonna be hungry after getting it. And it's awesome. just, well, thanks for stopping yeah. by, Rich. That was awesome. Man. Thank you guys. I, I really appreciate it. it. Thanks. No problem. Thank you, Reggie, for stopping by. Thank you for everybody stopping by. Um, again, we'll uh, we'll let you know when everybody else is on the. Dude, that podcast. guy was so awesome. Yeah. His interview is so funny. And, and remember, real nerds listeners, we have interviews with artists and celebrities too that we will hopefully put out soon. Oh yeah, um, yeah, like Rebecca Isaacs and Zach Howard and George's Jaunty. Yeah, and Michael Uslan. And Michael Uslan. So stay tuned there, for that. Can, I can just see, I can just see Brad's tired soul just, just editing over stuff. there. Like, oh. how how long would you say it took you to all together to to edit last week's episode? Six, six hours. Six hours. Six man. hours. See what Brad does for you. Six hours and you know what? It sounds man. great. It does. So keep up the good work, Brad. We appreciate it. We're trying I, I, really I think, hard not to flub this episode. So yeah, I think two of those hours was just f- fixing all the flubs from all the, from all the out of order stuff we did <laughs> <laughs> you know you couldn't even tell that you did the uh you talked about moonrise kingdom i know i'm awesome that was amazing <laughs> I'm a great the, editor. The, the only <laughs> edit i knew that you changed was at the beginning there was like this one edit and it yep it jumped kind of really bad but, yeah yeah but, he, spent, he spent a whole hour on it thanks for rubbing it in Ryan. No, that, but that's only because i was in the room and yeah. i knew and i have a really great memory so i remember things i was like i didn't say that part next but eh, what are you gonna do <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason, last week, I couldn't spit out words. It was horrible. Yeah. But anyways, thanks, Reggie. Thanks, to everybody, uh, for liking. Yeah, we've already said it. And, uh, yeah, that was fun. It was fun re-listening to the Not Literally Girls because it was really good again. Oh, yeah. It was yeah, shorter than I remember, too. Yeah, it was shorter than I remembered. But Oh, I thought you said they are shorter But they're always welcome to call in. Yeah, you should always call in. Brad, what's the number? Uh. <laughs> 720-6-NERDS-5. Yeah, that's, oh, like, that's man, a good, good way to remember. I was trying to remember the actual numbers. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, call in, uh, ladies. And, uh, you know. Well, or anybody. Or anybody. Just anybody call in. I'm calling out specific people, so maybe they'll, they'll call us. Oh, uh, maybe. Or you could have just met ladies. You could have just met it. Call in, anybody, ladies. Anybody, ladies. Hey, ladies. Hey, ladies. ladies. Call the podcast. Have, he, have they heard the episode? Uh, yes, they have. they have. And they commented me on saying, you know, do it because I said so. You know, I'm more of a dictator. That's your motto. Yeah. Anyways, let's talk about what we've been watching. I, I had the week off, so I've been watching a lot. Cool. Um, a couple things I've never seen that I really actually totally enjoyed. I went to Second Spin this week, and they had buy to use anything. You get the set third one for a dollar. So one of the things I got was Some Like It Hot, which is oh, wow, a yeah. really old Marilyn Monroe movie that st- also stars Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon. And, oh, I uh, love Jack Lemmon. Wait, I was going to say... Uh, calling it a really old Marilyn Monroe movie like there's new Marilyn Monroe movies. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I guess she's been dead for... Well, there's the like, Marilyn Monroe like movie Like, they're always going to be February. old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We you. saw a Marilyn Monroe movie this year. Uh, 
anyways, the movie is fantastic. Um, I, I, I read that it's the American Film Institute's favorite comedy of all time. I wow. won't go that far, but it, it's it's pretty funny. You have to accept that it was made in the fifth, 1959. Yeah. And there's some, I mean, there's some goofy things, but I mean, the actors are amazing in it. And the, the premise is, is uh, Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis play these musicians that work at a speakeasy. <laughs> and it takes place in 1929 in Chicago. And so they're playing and then the place is raided and they, they run away and eventually the mobsters catch up to him again and it's just, they witness a St. Valentine's Day massacre. Oh, wow. So they take a job as musicians as women. Um, so they cross-dress to, uh, to, go to, oh, f- to go to Florida. Comedy gold cross Totally. Uh, to go to Florida and put on a show. And on the way to Florida, they get on a train and they meet Marilyn Monroe's character. I forget her character's name, but it was really funny because every time she came on the screen, it played that like 1950s like tramp music that wah, 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 wah. and every time <laughs> she was on screen and it, it was really funny because the Jack Lemon is amazing in this movie. Yeah. Um, and Tony Curtis is really good too. Tony Curtis was kind of the uh, suave ladies guy and Jack Lemon was kind of the goofy guy. And so they're playing these parts and as they go as they when they get to the resort, there's this one old guy who falls in love with Jack Lemon's character, <laughs> Daphne, and he's always like, Zowie <laughs> and uh, <laughs> every time he sees her, so he keeps on trying to take her uh take him out, Jack Lemon. And when uh Tony Curtis finds out that he owns a yacht, he tries to get Marilyn Monroe on the yacht as this debonair o- a shell oil guy. <laughs> and uh, uh so they get him on, and Jack Lemon ends up uh, accepting the proposal from this guy, and he's so excited. And Tony Curtis has to remind him that he's a guy, and uh, it's really funny. And Marilyn Monroe is fantastic in it. I've never seen a movie with her, and she has tons of charisma. Um, but I listened to the commentary, and I watched a documentary about it too. And Tony Curtis said kissing Marilyn Monroe is like kissing Hitler, and Ooh. that because uh, she was so cold. And she was always late to the set, and she just like my week with Marilyn, and she yeah. always had problems. And, uh, yeah, it was really hard. And the only reason that she, uh, Billy Wilder agreed to do this movie is because she built, a, she built, built up a rapport with Jack Lemmon, and she kind of liked him. And so uh, you should check it out. It's really funny. And yeah, I may have to borrow that from you. Uh, yeah, it's cool. not like a traditional funny. You're not going to be you know, rolling in stitches. It's kind yeah. of... You know, you have to. I don't know. You have the performances are worth. There's no dick jokes in it. It's gonna, no dick jokes. Oh, <laughs> it's gonna be more know, like to catch a. Thief there might be some dick jokes in it, um, more subtly. You oh. know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I say original. Do you know what's funny? <laughs> <laughs> a man in woman's clothing. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, but yeah, there's some uh, great things. You just have to watch it. I, I can't explain it to you because it's not the kind of comedy where oh his dick fell out. You know, it's. <laughs> look at these! Look at these guys be zany. Uh, where all the girls get into Jack Lemon's bunk because they're trying to hide that they're drinking and smoking and they're not supposed to. And I'm sorry, I really want to see the movie where there's a line of dialogue <laughs> that's, "Oh no, his dick fell out." <laughs> Kevin Smith, some like it hot. Oh <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, so yeah, so check that one out. Uh, another great movie that I saw that I always meant to see, and it's a Robert Downey Jr. movie, mm. is. Um, Good Night and Good Luck, oh, which wow. is nice. an amazing movie. I keep forgetting um, you hadn't seen that one yet. And I really liked it. Um, I mean, yeah. the movie, it seems like it's really short, but it's always going, going, yeah. going, going, going. And it, for people who don't know, it's Edward R. Murrow taking off uh, Senator McCarthy. And it's, you know, dealing with communism and what behind the scenes kind of is going on. 
Um, and a really good movie. And directed by or uh, George Clooney's second directorial yeah, movie. Yeah, and he wrote the screenplay, too. And yeah. it, it's really fascinating. Um, uh, who's the guy who plays uh, Edward Romero, Daniel Strathern? St- 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 yeah. Yeah. But it was really cool. And I've never seen Robert Downey Jr. play such a straight person before. Yeah. Where, but him and uh, Patricia Clarkson have great chemistry, and they play a married couple. And you're not allowed to be married at the time and work together. So it's it really cool. And I, I really like the movie, and I think everybody should see it. Um, yeah. And it made a, me do some research on Edward R. Murrow. And it's an, it's an easy recommendation. It's easy. just so much fun and, and fascinating um, if you don't know that story. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to say, Brad? As James is, I agree with you. You should see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, what was uh, there's a really funny line that uh, oh fudge, I can't remember it now. But after Edward R. Murrow gets kind of banished because of what he was doing, and they lost their sponsor because he was attacking the government, and he comes out of the office of the head of CBS, and George Clooney plays Fred Smiley. And he comes around the uh, fret friendly and he comes around the corner and he says, well, I guess we're going to go out. We're going to go out swinging because they got only five episodes on Sunday morning. And it's just a cool movie. Yeah. I mean, nothing really happens in it, but it just all the actors are amazing. It, there's uh, a lot of weight on very small things. Oh, yeah. The way they do and, it. you know, it's interesting because I, I didn't know. I mean, his newscast really, really Edward Murrow, he'd seriously just sit at a thing and talk about it. Oh, yeah. And they were making a big deal of him smoking. and I didn't know why. And I read his biography and I uh, on Wikipedia and uh, I guess he would smoke something like 64 cigarettes a day. Oh, wow. And obviously he died from lung cancer at the age of 57, <laughs> but it, it was a really interesting movie and I loved it. And yeah. um, it was kind of cool seeing uh, Robert Downey Jr. Be a little more, I don't know if restrained is the right word, but knowing that he could just play a normal guy and he's not the standout. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And he, I mean, his, all his scenes are really good. I, I actually like the line where they're, you, they're hiding at first you thought they're just hiding their affair or something yeah. but then you found out that they're actually in love and they've been married forever and you, when you found out is he's leaving his apartment and she said hey take off your ring and he says hey what other um wife would tell his her husband to take off the ring and he said oh no ava gardner <laughs> stuff like that's great yeah um, so yeah i recommend that movie that movie was awesome Jeez, are, are you ready for some more stuff yeah go i also watch batman begins again Still I good. I haven't seen it in so long, and I I was telling Brad in the th- uh, just before we got here that I don't think you see Batman until about an hour and ten, hour and oh, twenty yeah. minutes into the movie, and it's just a cool movie because when you when I listen to Michael Uslan talk, and it is all about Bruce Wayne, and it's that's all he wanted yeah. was to have a movie where it's Bruce Wayne and his journey. And my favorite scene actually is when he's talking to Rachel Dawes in the car, and she's yeah. telling him just go in there, go in there, and make a difference. And it it's great. As, um, as soon as you said my favorite scene, my first thought was him and Rachel's always in the car, and uh, yeah. that's a, yeah, because it's great because it is it it focuses so solely on those characters in a way that a lot of superhero movies wouldn't take their time exactly to do. because except for like Spider Man, which also has a scene in the car with somebody important. So yeah, but you know, uh, too, the the supervillain is kind of an afterthought in that movie. Oh yeah, you know, it's whatever. He's like, um, oh yeah, he's part of the. He, you know, he shows up at the beginning and he trains him how to fight stuff, and then yeah. he shows up at the end and like, oh yeah, it was him the whole time. But it's not a, it's not a no, big deal. The big deal is it's Bruce and his journey to become, yeah, you know, respected as a Wayne and feared as Batman, yeah, which is really cool. And I, I really enjoyed the movie again, and it looks amazing on Blu-ray. Um, 
And of course, actually, I love the scene in the car, but my favorite whole line from the whole movie is when he's with uh, Raz Agul and he says, uh, I don't have to kill you, but I also don't have to save you. And he just yeah. goes away and he just dies. Or does he? That's a controversial line. Not, every, not everybody agrees with that line. There no, because I mean, Batman yeah. fans who I'm really hate conflicted it. about it because, yeah. Yeah. But so it's, it, it, it also, much like. Um, much like at the end of Iron Man 1 when he reveals that he's Iron Man and everybody else in the theater was like, whoa, how crazy is that? And it didn't even dawn on me that that's what was different about that character. Um, it, it does something interesting to make Batman really gritty in these new movies yeah. to say like, okay, the rule is he's not allowed to kill somebody, but you know what? He's, he's gonna, we're going to have him toy with that line. Um, and that, that makes it more interesting to me. I than think so if, too. Because, I mean, part of why... Part of why I always think that Superman movies fail is because they stick to the traditional rules of that character too much. Uh, and so it it makes it a, a sort of a fresh take on Batman if you're able to, you know, they don't break the rule, but they, they tease it. But also, remember, Ra's al Ghul told him, he said, you shouldn't have saved me. Yeah. He said that to his face. Yeah. Like, you're the one who and, saved me. And, and it, also, it also leads up to a, a big part of what Dark Knight is about, because Dark Knight is the Joker trying to make him break that rule. Mm-hmm. Um and so it, it it all sort of ties together. It'll be interesting to see how it ties together in the new one. It will be really interesting. I also got uh, Mission Impossible on Blu-ray. Four? Uh, the first one. Dude, yes. Uh, I haven't seen that movie in years. Oh. And I remember being younger and being confused by it. <laughs> but yeah. But I watched it again. I'm like, this movie is brilliant. Yeah. Um, and it's when you watch all the – I haven't seen uh, two in a long time, but – I watched three recently, and of course I've watched four a lot. But each movie has a different feel to it, and I think the first one actually had the TV show feel to it, yeah. where they had like the foggy streets and um, the kind of backstabbing and double crossing. And, and that's probably partially just Brian De Palma, I think. Like, oh, Brian yeah. De Palma's movies are just a little bit older, you mm-hmm. know, and and it's it's fine. It's it's uh, it's a it's it's a it's a good feeling, but it uh, it does it feels like old TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoilers. I like how the bad guy is the old good guy in yeah. the movie. My yeah. mom hates that. To this day, you bring that movie up, and she will be bitter about it. Really? She still she still really likes the movie, but she, she'll just say, it's just wrong. It's mm. just wrong. They can't, I can't believe they did that. It's just wrong. And I'm like, no, it's such a cool twist. Like It, it really, especially if you were a fan of that show, really pulls the rug out from under your feet. Yeah. Um, Sorry. No, they're the, you know because when I was younger, and he was telling the uh, when he met John Voight's character again, and he's sitting and he's John Voight's telling him how he got away, but Ethan Hunt is actually playing in his head how it actually went. Figuring it out. When I was younger, I'm like, wait, he's telling him a different story, and Ethan Hunt <laughs> says, "Then how'd you get out?" Then I said, "But now as I watch it again, I said actually Ethan Hunt is using him because he's yeah. trying to figure out the rest of it." Yeah, and the movie is awesome. He's he's interpreting the lies and and exactly. applying that to what he knows is true. Exactly, and then for, it's genius. And I didn't. I guess I didn't remember when I was little when he saw the uh, the book from Chicago. Yeah, in it, and he said he was in Chicago at the Drake Hotel. I mean, there's just little things, and I guess because I was younger, I didn't pay attention to the little intricacies yeah. of the movie. And it's one of those things where, yeah, I man, I must have been maybe ten or eleven when that movie came out, and I adored it. I bought the soundtrack. I thought it was so cool did not understand what was going on. But mm-hmm. the action sequences are all so cool. Well, and mean, now, of course, just iconic. Does that um, uh, explosion on the train where he... Uh, where he gets blasted from the helicopter? From the helicopter? Does that still hold up? Bad. It still looks good. It doesn't look it bad. It does. There, uh, the one part that looks kind of bad is when John Voight gets like, smashed and he goes yeah. away. Uh, 
But uh, the and, scene where he's in the aquarium and he jumps out, and, oh, man. Even to this day, that's still a cool freaking yeah. action scene because I was watching again, and, you know, the aquarium blows up and all the water's coming down, and it blew that one guy out the door. Yeah. And if you watch, you see Tom Cruise run, and he jumps over that guy's body. Yeah. And it's like, dude, that's badass. It's just, that right then, everybody was like, oh, man, Tom Cruise is really good at running. <laughs> this is so amazing. But um, Refresh it, my memory. Who did Peter Graves play in that movie? Oh, uh, um, when does he show up? Shoot, uh, I, I can't remember. Because I uh, thought he played himself, but as the villain. So John Voight's the yeah, John Voight's the bad his guy. His character, yeah. yeah, from the TV show. Yes, yeah. Huh. Um, the uh, uh, but the yeah, the, the, never I, mind. I don't hold the show. No, no, no. You're you're, you're fine. Um, but there, it's still thrilling. I mean, even when he gets on top of the train and it's blo- the you know it's going so fast and his jacket flies off and you, even though you know how it ends, you get all excited and uh, Tom Cruise is really cool. So you're going to watch two now? Uh, yeah. Actually, I want to go to Second Spin because you can get uh, number two on Blu-ray for $4. So, I mean, why not? Uh, oh, I was going to say, uh, as I remember from watching it back before 4 came out, uh, the the sh- the shot that bugs me actually the most is, bizarrely enough, the shot where the helicopter goes into the tunnel. There's something about just the the the... The, I don't know how they yeah. did it. Maybe it was I don't know how they did it, but the, something about the animation there is just a little bit off. Um, but that's so nitpicky. Like that movie really holds up well. It does. And uh, finally, I watched Spider Man one again, <laughs> and it's still good. It's still good, and yeah. it's still amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. The Spider Man movie is amazing. Yep. But it's not amazing, Spider Man. And I miss Cliff Robertson. He's so yeah, good as Uncle Ben. Is. Yeah, he is. Martin Sheen, you have big shoes to fill. <sighs> that is still one of my big worries about that movie. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, James, what have you been watching? Well, Futurama came back this week. It did. Uh, season, season seven. You know, they, they, it's sort of season six, sort of season seven. It's the sixth season on TV, but if you count the movies as a season, then it's yeah. season seven. It's crazy. Um, and it was still really good. Man, made me laugh out loud a few times in both of the episodes. Um, the first one where... Uh, Bender has a baby. It's not quite as good, but still, <laughs> still pretty dang funny. It's I haven't seen it, but that laugh. sounds amazing. Oh yeah, see right there. Yep. Uh huh. Um, yeah, it is really good. And I, I've always found with Futurama that it's a show that when I go back and watch a second time, that's when I really start loving oh, yeah, it. I think I think um, Futurama is better than The Simpsons. Oh, I do too. I always have. Yeah, I but I think the that's first part season on TV. Watching, I was like, this is all right. And then yeah. yeah, it's just like The Simpsons. It gets better, and it's like third or fourth season. Yeah. Well, I I, I just think it gets better as. As you rewatch it, uh, I start noticing yeah, jokes yeah. more, and and some of the jokes that are de- just the way they're delivered is so flat that then when you watch it again, you're like, oh, that, that yeah. is actually. I mean, really my good. favorite joke in Futurama ever is when Bender gets sucked out of the Planet Express. And he's going away, and uh, Leela says, "We can't catch him. He's too far away." And uh, Fry says, quite literally and quite just like it's nothing. Even if we spray cheetah blood on the engine. <laughs> It's so stupid. Oh, that's one so of my good. favorite lines in any so show good. ever because I, I don't know. It's just the way it's delivered that he believes that if you spray cheetah blood on an engine, that on you, anything, on anything, it'll make you go faster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, and so I've we haven't talked about this yet. I've been sort of it's something that I've been boiling over for the last couple of weeks, um, which is that uh, a couple. I am really tired of movie hipsters. And let me explain that by saying that a couple of weeks ago after Prometheus, Adam Quigley from Slash Film put out his 
review, which he admitted in the title, he calls it a rant, uh, where he ends up giving Prometheus a four out of 10. Um, and if you read through the article, it is one of the most frustrating things I have ever read, especially as certainly as a movie review. Um, the reason I stopped listening to the slash film cast was because Adam Quigley turned into this person who I felt like was choosing which movies he did and didn't like. Uh, and Ryan will, will back me up on this. It has become sort of my mantra for the last year, especially as we've gone into movies that, uh, one, one or all of us don't expect to like it is go into it yeah. open-minded and want to like the movie, like go into it really honestly wanting the movie to be good. Because yeah. if you, if you, uh, make the effort and meet the movie halfway, you, if it, if it does even a decent job, it will at least connect with you in some way for the most part. Like yeah, that way you get, you get a very honest opinion of the movie. And I, do not feel that I get honest opinions from Adam Quigley anymore. In fact, when I read something like this article, I feel more like because this movie is so hyped, he goes in and goes, what the hell are these, are these people even talking about? How does anyone like this movie? And then just rants about it. And it's all about not liking questions and all of that stuff. And, and he, he clearly doesn't actually think about the movie at all to the point where he sets up this weird binary where he's sort of arguing early on because he calls the movie simple escapism uh, of the like of a Transformers movie, um, which I think... Prometheus? Yeah, yeah, he calls Prometheus that, um, which I think is naive and juvenile because he's he's basically setting up a binary where there's movies like Transformers that are dumb, but things blow up, and then there's movies that are really deep, and their only purpose is to be really deep, and he doesn't leave any room in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like, there can't be a movie that is like Alien where it's scary and there's action and all of that, but it has questions and makes you think and things like that. Um, and I, you know, I will admit that there are questions about that movie and things that they don't explain. Uh, and we talked about it on the podcast. Um, but for the last two weeks, that movie hasn't gotten out of my head. And mm-hmm. I keep thinking about a lot of those questions and have arrived at my own answers about the reason that certain things are the way they are. And it's so much fun like mm-hmm. to be able to have a movie that doesn't f- just feed me everything and actually asks me to do some work. Uh, it's, it's invigorating, honestly. Like it, it makes me feel like I have been trained to become a, a lazy movie goer. If every movie I go to is just going to hand me everything. Um, and so I, it's just been, it's been really frustrating because I feel like there is this small group of people on the internet who just have torn that movie a new asshole. Sorry. Um, Basically, because they don't want to do any work, like they don't mm. want to think of it. And and if if it didn't work, like you know, Brad wasn't crazy about the movie. If it didn't work for you, or if if you don't like the questions, fine. But I, and and I'm I'm treading on careful ground here because if I say, you know, well, you should go into a movie being open minded, and then I judge you for um for not liking a movie, and I say that, oh, well, you clearly weren't doing that. I'm doing the same thing to you that he. I feel like he is doing to other people where he is shaming people for liking a movie and shaming them for their opinion. Um, but still, I, I feel like there is a small group of people who want to hate movies because it's fun and mm. want to hate movies to make themselves look cool. And I, I, I hate how much attention they have gotten on the internet yeah, lately. Yeah, you know, I, I feel that way too, you know, because, I mean, when we went and saw Battleship, I was bumming. I'm like, I do yeah. not want to see this freaking movie at all. Yeah. And you told me when we were actually waiting to get, I was waiting to get a soda, you said, dude, 
Just watch it. Maybe you'll like it. I said, you know what? You're right. I got to stop having these preconceived notions. I need to go into it. And I ended up enjoying it. And I mean, uh, I'll I'll relate it to something that I like. I like Rod Stewart. And there's people that review Rod Stewart, but they don't review his music. They review Rod Stewart as the... As as a person. And and stuff like that bothers me too, because you're not... um, you're not looking at it objectively. You're looking at it as, well, you know, um, Prometheus is all this hype and I don't get it, so it must be a yeah. terrible movie. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. And, and, and like, you're not reviewing the movie. You're reviewing the hype around the movie. You're not reviewing, oh, look how um, amazing these set pieces are and look how great the actors are doing. It's, well, this movie had this all this hype and I'm sitting in here and I don't get it, so... It is you are not entitled to be entertained by a movie and it is not the movie's job to win you over. Mm-hmm. That is that is not what going to a movie and and being a film fan is about. Um and I I read these articles and I have read a lot of reviews about Prometheus because I am fascinated by it and you know Cinema Blend can put out an article where they just go through all the questions and are like is this what this means and is this what that means and it's fascinating. Like I, you know thinking about those questions is is fun and I can't mm-hmm. wait to watch the movie again and look for those things mm-hmm. that to call the movie a four out of ten and I don't want to I don't want to harp on the number because I feel like numbers on movies are is is kind of you know stupid to begin with because how do you even interpret that but to judge this movie so harshly um, just because there are unanswered questions which is part of what makes it fun is it, just insane to me I, I I read the article and I feel like he is more in love with his quips and insults than he is actually in love with movies in general. Yep. Um, and it's just frustrating. And, and again, let me just say, if you didn't like that movie, that's cool. If you don't like it because there's lots of questions, that's cool. But please let that not be because of how much hype there is or because there are other people who like it. Like, um, if you're confused by why people like it, find somebody who likes it and talk to them about it. Like, or listen to our podcast. Cause that's what we do. Um, I would love, actually, because I've come up with some cool ideas, I would love to write an article about what I think is going on in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we do have a just... blog on realnerdspodcast.com. You can... So <laughs> all, all, of that is, all of that is to say that in order to make sure I had some perspective this week, uh, I did something really, really horrible. Um, I haven't seen an Asylum movie since Snakes on a Train. But this week... <laughs> oh, this... is that what you're talking about on Facebook? Yeah, okay. this week I punished myself by going and picking up Alien? Wait, you, you wrote that? Yeah, yeah. I'm the one who wrote that. In Ryan's name? No, no, no. I wrote it on the I wrote it on the podcast page, but it said uh turn James. in this week to see what James did to torture oh, you himself. Just wrote in the third person? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I rented Alien Origin. Dude, a movie with two absolutely stars on IMDb. It has two <laughs> stars on IMDb. It has absolutely no relation to the alien mythology. In fact, there's hardly any aliens in it. Uh when I, I put it in and it is actually a found footage movie. Which Whoops. I did not, I did not <laughs> expect that at all. Uh, but it does follow similar plot points, which are that like um, these, all these soldiers are out in, um, I think it's Baz- uh, not Brazil, uh, Belize. They're out in Belize with this woman, photo- with this photographer, and this like lady who interviews people or something. I don't know why she's there um, because it's a found footage movie. That's why they're there, and. They're wandering around to, like, set up cameras in the jungle or something. That's their explanation. And they stumble upon this mystery of these lost scientists who were doing all of this archaeological research and keep finding these weird skulls that look like alien skulls. And they're like, oh, man, what is this scary crap? Uh, But there are no characters in this movie. There really aren't. There's no character moments. There's one little scene where, like, 
the the lady sits down or she's going to bed and there's another guy going to bed near her and like they sort of give each other looks as if there's going to be a romance and she makes a little joke about like oh your head's supposed to go at the other end of the bed and that's the whole scene they never have a scene again they don't they don't like die romantically or anything like that because it's found footage so everybody dies in the mm-hmm. movie spoilers um, oh, I'm gonna watch that now I'm not yeah. <laughs> um and but they just wander through the jungle and I guess they keep kind of keep finding stuff but there's these just tiresome shots of them walking through the jungle they find a creepy guy who's supposed to be from Belize but is clearly just Mexican and he's just standing in the forest and is like it's looking creepy and they walk by him and he keeps looking creepy and that's a scene that's just a scene uh, and then at the end they just start shooting into the woods like it's nighttime and they just start shooting bullets into the woods and nothing there's actually a scene where a guy walks they're, they're shooting into the woods and a guy walks in front of another guy shooting bullets and runs over to the camera to be like you know to say deliver some line which was obviously improvised but I'm like wait you don't even realize that that guy ran in front of the guns that are supposed to be firing <laughs> bullets you don't even realize that happened um, and like your main hero guy like there's this one military guy who has most of the lines in the movies in the movie but when all the action sequences start the action sequence will start they will start firing their guns and he will yell fall back and they will all just run away they're the most cowardice uh, military dudes with guns and stuff you've ever seen on film. Um, and then, of course, they all die at the end. Of, you know, because how can they not? They, you don't actually see them die. The girl who's the main character, I don't remember seeing her die. Don't know when that happened. Um, and every time the alien shows up, it just like the, the film flips and there's this weird CG thing, but we don't really see it very well because they have no money at all. Um, and then they're like, okay, well, ev- and now everybody's dead. And then they come back, and because every, every now and then they'll like the, it'll, the screen will go black, and there'll be text that says like, "Here's the footage from this," and then they'll cut to like the scientists' footage of interviews of what's going on, but they actually never talk about what's going on. Instead, they save it all to the end. It ends, and then it says epilogue. More, <laughs> it just says more footage was found, and they cut back to a scene earlier where we're just looking at everybody from the torso down, and like this woman is talking to these other guys. She's one of the scientists that they found. She's talking to these soldier guys, and we see her hands moving as if she's saying things, but we don't see any of their heads. So who knows what they're saying? Because the eighty, it's clearly ADR'd really bad. Uh, and she is explaining all of this stuff about like, well, here's the DNA, and we did this match, and this is where the aliens came from, and this is why all of this happened, and this is how we got here. And that's the end of the movie. It literally just flood of exposition in the last five minutes. Like, hey, we figured out what happens in, in Prometheus, but only sort of. So we're going to make up this stuff that's almost kind of like it, but doesn't really make sense. And just throw that in in ADR at the end. And that way people will be like, oh, man, this is like that movie I saw. Um <laughs> And what was, I forgot about this. What was great is when you put it in, you know how sometimes it'll come up maybe they're, they're like on a Universal movie, they'll have that, that clip of all the Universal movies and mm-hmm. make you really excited about Universal. There's one of those for Asylum Pictures. <laughs> wow. There really is. And some of them are pictures that are coming up like Two-Headed Shark Attack. Um, and it's going through them all and it's, it's bragging about like 15 years of movies and we've made 100 movies in 15 years. It just keeps saying that and then showing you these ridiculous things that are happening. <laughs> Um, and then at the end it comes up and it just says, you're welcome. And I was like, (laughs) are you freaking serious? Welcome for what? Please, please take whatever it was back. I don't need it. Um, so I watched all of that to remind myself what a really bad movie is because it's so boring. And honestly went into it thinking like, okay, it's an asylum movie going to be bad, but maybe it'll still be fun somehow. Nope. Crazy boring, crazy, crazy boring. So don't check that out. 
Uh, and then the last... <laughs> Sorry, the whole time you were saying that, I was just thinking, like, uh, I had uh, Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle, but wandered <laughs> through the jungle in my head, and then shooting at the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> shooting at the jungle, we don't see the alien. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird, because there's a part of me that's like, wait, this is actually Predator. That you yeah. Like, you've messed it up. <laughs> like, you're making a Predator movie, not an alien movie at all. I really think that they they, they may have gotten confused at some point. And thought that was what they should be doing. But uh, uh, anyway, so the day after that, since I had watched an Asylum movie, I figured I should watch some Shakespeare. So I rented Coriolanus, Ralph Fiennes' uh, adaptation of Coriolanus. You were going to say something? As I was going to say, you cleansed your brain palate. Yeah, I had to. <laughs> I was like, I have to swing all the way to the other side and go to Shakespeare. Um, and and Coriolanus is, is really kind of interesting. It was not a play that I liked. <laughs> Anus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was not a play that I liked. Uh, when I read it, it's just not a very interesting one, I don't think. Uh, and basically, it's about this guy who um, he he's this military leader, and he has this great victory at Coriolis, and they rename him Martius Coriolanus, and that's where he, that name comes from. And then, because he can't keep his mouth shut and he's kind of a dick to people, they banish him from the city. And when they banish him from the city, he goes and befriends... Uh, this guy who has been his like mortal enemy, like he, they hate each other, and because he befriends that guy, the the city invites him back in, and then of course because it's a tragedy, bad things start happening. Um, it's not the most interesting story, uh, I, I don't think, especially out of the Shakespeare ones. But um, Ralph Fiennes is amazing. Jeremy or um, not Ger- uh, Gerard Butler plays the other guy, which. I I sort of thought that was a weird, you know, I haven't seen Gerard Butler do like serious drama like that before, but he does Shakespeare really well, I thought. Uh and it's a modern adaptation, so it's taking place it still takes place in in Rome. Um but it's like this weird I would almost say it's like post-apocalyptic because it's Rome where there there's a whole lot of military and all this stuff and there are these there's this Volscian sort of uh rebel group that is that is fighting them that that's who Gerard Butler is in charge of. Um, and it, but it is, it's really cool, man. There's a scene early on when Ralph, uh, Ralph Fiennes and Gerard Butler fight. And it's one of the most badass just hand to hand combat fights I have seen in the last few years. And, you know, for a Shakespeare movie, that is, that is high praise. Um, and it's shot really well. It's shot in a way that you wouldn't expect for, a, for, a um, for a Shakespeare adaptation, you know, and they do a really great job of, integrating that dialogue in a way that actually feels like it could be real. Um, they do things where some of the dialogue, the people will actually be talking on a TV instead of being, you know, if, if they were like, if in the play they're announcing to a group of people instead it's on a TV and things like that. Um, it's, it is really cool. I, I don't remember the play well enough to talk about how it is as an adaptation. Um, but I didn't like the play that much. Yeah, so. it's definitely one of his lesser known ones. It's kind of yeah. an interesting one to adapt. Yeah, which is kind of why I think it makes for such a good movie. Cause oh, yeah. Like if Hamlet, Hamlet people will get mad at you if you adapt it to, you know, if you stretch it in weird places. But it's also only two hours long, which is half the length of Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet. Uh, so it's it's a pretty easy movie to commit yourself to if you want to watch some Shakespeare. Um, it's pretty cool. I'm all for adapting the lesser known ones. I mean, how many yeah. iterations do we need of Romeo and Juliet and Hamlet? Exactly. And, I mean, they've been done really well already. So, and we still never had a great Tempest. I I, st- I haven't seen the Tempest from last year, but it, people were kind of middling on it. Uh, Tempest is one of my favorites, uh, and I would love to see a good ad- adaptation of Tempest. But we should adapt a uh, Shakespeare. We should. We'll do. Um, uh, which one has has nobody done? Tamey uh, the True. 
<laughs> oh, comedy bears! I have experience bears. on that one. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Taming of the Shrew is done. Was done by Ten Things I Hate About You, or not Ten Things I Hate. Yeah, Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but anyway, you should that check Coriolanus out. Ten Things I Hate About You, The Taming of the Shrew. <laughs> they rhyme. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Clearly, they by a few words out. or less. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, check out Coriolanus for sure. Brad, what'd you watch? <laughs> Um, I saw Safety Not Guaranteed on Monday. How was that? I, I've I've been interested to see it for sure. That's a good movie. It's definitely like the appreciation I have it is about the same as Jeff who lives at home, mm-hmm. which makes sense because they're made by the same people. Oh, um, it's like watching a movie about Dwight Schrute, um, go on a date. I guess <laughs> for the whole movie, um. I thought it was about time travel. It is about time travel. Uh, it's about a guy. There's this uh, like newspaper in Seattle or something. I don't, I don't remember if they were a big one or just like a local thing. But they uh, pick up on this ad in the paper that uh, this guy has written about uh, he wants to go back in time. He wants someone to go with him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't explain why he wants to go back. He just says, you know. I'm screening people to come back with me, uh, meet me here, and we'll discuss it. Safety not guaranteed. Gotcha. So the uh, people at this uh, magazine or journal, whatever, uh, try to track him down, show up at his house. Uh, the lead guy on the group tries to do it, but uh, his, through his special screening process, fails and gets kicked out. And then Aubrey Plaza, because they really wanted to get this story, she comes back pretending to be a different person uh all the other two are like spying on her and uh she's so like weird and savvy that she's able to gain his trust and then from then on it's like all these little incidents of trying to investigate like why is he doing this and you know he like thinks people are like the government's following them all the time so there's all these uh like what what's happening here like why all these questions are trying to all these questions are coming up and they're teasing back and forth. Like, is this guy for real? What's going on? So I don't want to spoil everything, but yeah. Gotcha. So cool. They'll explain it throughout the movie. Part, part of the enjoyment of the movie is trying to figure out yourself. Like, wh- are, mm-hmm. like, is this guy for real? Or is he just playing with these people and whatnot? So, and then the only thing I have is the end seems so like out of left field. Um, you're expecting it to go one way and they, do they, do they get in the time they, machine and go back in time to dinosaur times? I'm because if say, so, James, sold. You'll just have to see the movie yourself. <laughs> if, if that's the ending, it's the best movie ever. So it's definitely one of my favorites of the year, but not cool. as high as Moonrise Kingdom. Oh wow! So you enjoyed it. You enjoyed it that much in spite of its ending. Yeah, I mean, it. The ending is still good. It's just not the one I probably would have gone with. Oh, okay. It's I, still. Um, it's and for its budget too, it's surprising. But yeah, I always feel like a a bad ending can can totally spoil a good movie for me. I always felt that way about, we talked about this before, but there's this movie called The Visitor with um, uh, Richard, uh, what's his name? Jenkins. Yeah, Richard Jenkins. Uh, and it's fantastic. It's one of It was one of my favorite movies that year if you cut the last three seconds, out, like 10 seconds out of the movie because it really is, um, I, I don't want to spoil it because people should check it out. It's really cool, but uh, it, it ends in a very indecisive way uh, that just made me furious. 
And sometimes uh, it can be the inverse of that because oh, yeah. when you see uh, Shutter Island, it makes a movie way better. Oh, it totally ending. does. You're right. So, With, yeah, that ending is done so well that you're yeah. like, oh, man, the rest of this was garbage, but that that, that 10 seconds was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what else ruins movies? Strangers sitting down in the seat next to you and then uh, giving out hand jobs. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who's, <laughs> what? Part of the reason I think I'm sick is because oh. this woman who is sick um, sat down with her boyfriend a seat away from me. So she's sniffling and coughing, and then she's cuddling up with this guy, and she's like really playing close to his app, like rubbing him no. close to his belly and stuff. And I'm no. not trying to like look because they're, they're so close; like it's yeah. obvious that I'm checking things out. Mm-hmm. But um, I kind of suspected that because uh, he was like leaning back and like <laughs> he, oh, she was rubbing no. him. And then about ten minutes into the movie, also the guys like digging into his popcorn bag a lot. Like that's the first tip off. Is it was really loud, like he's masking the sound of something. I was like, why is this guy eating this bag so loud next to me? It doesn't make sense. And then I was like, they're getting really friendly over there. And then about after ten minutes, the girl gets up, like she has to go to the bathroom, and the guy leans forward, leans forward, like he's trying to conceal his boner. Oh, yeah, so at the gross. landmark Greenwood Village Theater, <laughs> no! the classiest theater in town, has just been tainted for me. <laughs> no, that did not happen. I cannot. Oh gosh, that's the worst. Yep. So when you said that, I, I was afraid you were talking about like Ryan and Laura tonight. And I was like, wait, 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 are you trying to segue into Brave? Like that's awful. But that did not happen. For I didn't want to say anything, but it is about you. Sorry. Yeah. Damn. That no. that's crazy. Who yeah. does? And the beginning of the movie. That's that's what gets me the most. It's not how gross you are that you did that in public near people. It was hey, you didn't let yourself get into that movie because you were trying to get into each other. Like yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's Go weird. to the back of the theater. Why, man. Be more respectful yeah. of films. Why would you, you sit know? right next down to somebody? And yeah, do it. It's like I don't why exist. Would you, why would you pay twelve dollars or twelve fifty, whatever it is, at Greenwood Village to give someone a hand job? Because they would have had to pay four dollars for that popcorn. That's <laughs> <laughs> the sound uh, anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I maybe I'll get another chance to see the movie and love it even more without that distraction. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow! Yeah, she was stifling coughing. Definitely thing, so. not the family-friendly oh. episode. <laughs> no, um, to ruin that. That's a but, horrible story. And of course, I've been watching the Batman the animated series. Still, I finally got to disc three. <laughs> All right. And I, I talk feel to, like you're watching this as slowly as you possibly can. I because ha- I don't get to be at home that much, so yeah. I play it at night, fall asleep. You know, yeah. two episodes in. Yeah. Have to rewatch some of them, and uh, I want to talk about it again because it reminded me of this really cool episode that. I learned some stuff about on the special features. Do you remember the episode The Grey Ghost? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I remember I remember something about it. Remind me a little. Tell me what happens. So Batman or Bruce Wayne grows up like watching this TV show with his father called The Grey Ghost. You know, it's like The Shadow uh or Yes. Um what's another like serial TV show, you know? Dick Tracy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Dick Tracy. The Shadow like, is the best example. Next week the Grey Ghost will return and whatever. Uh Orphan solves Annie this mystery. was one of yeah. them. Yeah. So there's this in Gotham, there's this mad bomber who's sending out these RC cars to blow up mm-hmm. stuff yeah. that existed yeah, I definitely in the show. That. Yeah. Yeah, so Bruce Wayne Batman starts like going back to his past like, "Oh my god, I remember this. What? I didn't get to see the episode cuz I fell asleep and my dad carried me to bed." How does the episode end? So he has to go to the movie. Uh, he goes to this movie nerd who collects. It's like a DVD Old store, reels, a VHS yeah. store. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have it because he says the studio burnt down. So uh, he tries to track down Simon Trent, the guy who played the Grey Ghost. And he's got 
this memorabilia collection that he's been selling to pay his rent, and he's been like losing. He he can't get a job anymore because everyone identifies with him as the great ghost. Yeah. So um, he's struggling to pay his rent, so he decides like that's it. I got to sell the rest of my great ghost stuff. So he breaks down, sells it to this toy collector, and then uh, once he's like, that's it. I you've paid the last of my rent. There's nothing else I can do. I just hope I get a job. He falls asleep, wakes up. All this stuff is back. And there's a note like, you know, meet me at the art museum, a friend. And it's, of course, Batman who wants him to help. Like, tell me, what do you know about the episode mm-hmm. so I can solve this case? And he's like, I don't want to help. You know, I, 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 I hate the great ghost. I don't want to be a part of this. And so Batman's a little disheartened, but he gets... Uh, Simon Trent also has a collection of all the episodes, the last reels of film on this show. Yeah. So um, Batman gets a little information and then... Uh, basically, I guess I can spoil it. Uh, yeah. It turns out that all the memorabilia, all the RC cars that he had, had been selling to the toy collector. The toy collector is the Mad Bomber. Uh. He's been obsessed with the show, and he's been recreating stuff as the villain. And so eventually, you know, after Batman guilts Simon Trent and be like, you know, I believed in the Grey Ghost once, and I, I get it, you're not him. And then eventually he shows up in costume and everything and helps Batman, and Batman invites him to the Batcave and shows... Simon Trent, his own great ghost collection. And it's just a really sweet episode. Mm-hmm. Like it has a lot of stuff about like uh, dealing with, you know, fame, stardom ending. And the ending is great too, because Simon Trent never realized it, but the fact that he has the last collection of episodes in the world, you know, he was able to sell them as like give them to a studio and reprint them as mm-hmm. VHS copies. Yeah. And so at the end he says like this renowned stardom. Cause like, people have been starving for those shows and like he's been in, in obscurity because people haven't had access to the show. Yeah. Hmm. So if he just done that earlier, he wouldn't have been in dire straits. Oh. But, um, the other cool thing about the episode is the gray ghost is voiced by Adam West. <gasps> oh, that's oh yeah. wow. That's so cool. So honestly, as you were telling that story, I was like, this is the, I wanted you to spoil it. Cause I was like, I can't wait until I can see this episode. You have to tell me what <laughs> that sounds like the most yeah. amazing episode. That it was so cool. Fantastic. oh gosh it's i get further and further along the discs like the episodes just get better and better and um then there's this other one that's uh it's called uh see no evil and it's this guy who gets this um uh this suit that's made out of this material that refracts light and they even go into like in the episode they actually go into like in batman begins when they explain the cape that when you Mm -hmm. put electricity through it it stiffens yeah this is the same thing where electricity goes through it and it refracts light this is a kid's show and they're <laughs> trying to explain the science about everything. And, um, at the end, there's this little girl, the, well, the guy who's wearing the ref- right light reflective shoot, suit is trying to visit his daughter who he can't see anymore. Cause he's got a restraining order on him. Um, so he's sneaking into the, like his ex-wife's house and like visiting with the daughter. Oh, yeah, he calls himself Mojo. It's kind of a creepy idea episode. Oh, wow. Um, I do kind of remember this. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, uh, the little girl in the episode, I was looking at the credits at the end. She's voiced by Elizabeth Moss. Oh, wow. Who is Peggy from Mad Men. Yeah. I believe. I mean, it could be another girl, but. No, no, no. It's a little Given Moss, the age. Yeah. You know what I think is cool, too, on the Batman? I love the title cards before the episode when it has, you know, the name of the episode. Mm-hmm. And it has some sort of art deco kind of style, too. It's always really cool. Like yeah. Unitune, Looney Tunes would do. Yeah. yeah. That is so cool. Um, and then Ron Perlman is the voice of Clayface. Is oh really? wow! Yeah, that makes oh, sense. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Matt Hagen. Yeah, that's a, that's a good casting. Though, though, I have to admit that as you said that about you know 
the the gray ghost and all these people who are starving for the stuff i'm thinking to myself man yeah i'm just like i'm starving for batman but it's like 30 dollars a season oh <laughs> it's worth it james it's worth it, yeah, it i paid is. 30 bucks each for him so oh man yeah I'll do you probably... have them all i do so I can, so I can borrow them for Four free volumes. right now. I'm just kidding. Four. You could borrow, borrow them, yeah. I got to finish them first, but <laughs> I bought them years <laughs> so, ago. Yeah, this is the first time I've actually yeah, yeah, exactly. This is the first time I've actually like binge watched them. So I think the first volume is actually kind of cheap, like twelve or fifteen right now. So I might just pick that one up first and then yeah. watch them. Slowly. Yeah, I went to Second Spin looking for them because oh. you were talking about because I yeah. only have the first volume. Yeah, they didn't have any. Oh man, they had a lot of the Superman and his Amazing Friends or whatever it was called. Super Friends and whatnot. No, it wasn't Super Friends. It was the Bruce Tim one. As as you start talking about this every week, though, I start realizing that might be the greatest car- comic book cartoon show that ever existed. They had a documentary on the second disc that was like a retrospective. And watching is just like going back to 1992 and uh, also man. listening to that Fat Man on Batman episode. Just like it's they got it was so cool because no one expected it to be amazing. So yeah. Warner Brothers just let them do what they want. Yeah. And that's why it's crazy because they didn't like try to pander to sell toys or like ultimate try to be cool batman and robin because what's the thing now is like the cartoons like have to be cartoons have to be star children like they can't star adults because kids won't identify with adults yeah that is that is the the theory yeah Yeah. but i don't believe in that that's ridiculous i don't either show so amazing yep totally now at the same time avatar the last airbender is also good um that's it for me that's cool man i gotta watch that show Awesome. So we saw Brave this week. James, should people go and see Brave? Uh absolutely. There is um there is like the reviews going around this movie are I don't want to say middling, but I think people are being a little bit harsh and saying that like, well, you know, it's not the best Pixar movie, but it's still better than most animated movies. I think this is fantastic. And I I mean even if you go in and you feel like, well, this is some of this is a princess movie that I have sort of seen before. It doesn't matter because it is so well told that you 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 have to love this movie. I don't know how I don't know how you can't because it's so heartwarming. Brad, should people go see Brave. Uh, I think they should. It's not. I wouldn't say it's one of the better Pixar movies. You definitely watching it. You feel like there's a lot of cutting and pasting of like because uh, the controversy yeah. about this is that it had a one director and then they didn't like what they were doing with it so they switched to another one yeah and i kind of feel that, like it begins one way and then by halfway through the movie it goes to the new ending and stuff so but at the same time it's, it's beautiful and uh i really wish it came out on mother's day oh yeah i don't know why they been, picked this week that would do been it really you know? smart but uh yeah it's definitely a quality film uh yeah i think people should definitely see it because it is beautiful and amazing and i loved it take your mom yeah take your mom so you should probably listen to the trailer right now so you can understand kind of what we're talking about. And then and then turn this off before we spoil it for you. Yes. And then come back later. Yeah, and come back later. Let us, yeah. I saw something that day. Something I'll not forget. It stands 12 feet tall with razor-sharp claws. His hide littered with the weapons of fallen warriors. His face scarred with one dead eye. I drew my sword and... Trump! Dad's leg was clean off. Oh, that's my favorite part. (laughs) 
In accordance with our laws, the firstborn of each of the great leaders must prove their worth. Merida, stop! A lady enjoys elegant pursuits. I present my only son. He took out a whole armada single-handedly. He was... With one arm, he was steering the ship. Oh. I want my freedom. But are you willing to pay the price your freedom will cost? Careful what you wish for, my mother would say. What's the worst that can happen? Show a little decorum! Feast your eyes! If you had the chance to change your fate, would you? Oh, gosh. Yeah, watching that, and that's the thing, watching that trailer would always make me start to cry. <laughs> like, it was just so beautiful, just the trailer before before we saw the movie, um, that I was yeah. kind of disappointed today when I started seeing the reviews, like on the front of the uh, Denver Post today, where mm-hmm. they were like, Brave is not as, you know, misses the mark or whatever they were saying. And I was like, well, I don't know what these people saw, you know? Yeah, it's, it's really bizarre. Because I, I, yeah, I mean, for a Pixar movie, I think it's something 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. Which is good, and but still low. Yeah, I... Yeah, I I didn't understand. I I watched the movie and I was entertained the whole time. Um, it, it was a different kind of movie because it was about a mother and daughter. Yeah, it wasn't about um, and, and two a lot of times in fairy tales because this is a really a fairy tale which Pixar doesn't hardly ever do. No, no, no. And a lot of times the the female character or the protagonist is um, a little uh, vanilla. Yeah, where it's you know this and that of course are always trying to break free but this one the, the girl was strong and she could stand on her own and she wasn't going to be told what to do but also it was also a, a lesson for her the lesson yeah. wasn't you know you need to find prince charming and ride off in the sunset the mm-hmm. lesson was you can be brave but there's you also need you have to mature a little. you have to mature yeah, as, yeah. As, as, the movie is beautiful she's got she's she's multifaceted in the like where where the opposite of your cliche princess would also be cliche, you know? Like, if, if this character were just strong and that was her thing, and you know, and she was just... She want, she was a tomboy all the time, that would feel cliche, too. But she has a different set of, uh, you know, frailties, and, and she's brave sometimes, but has flaws in other part, places that make her feel very fresh. Um, and, yeah, oh, gosh, it's gorgeous. I, I really don't think... Like, how great is the hair in this movie? <laughs> yeah, but but not only is is the, um, like, it's it's this is hard to say, but um, the, des- the like the design of the characters and the, the sort of CG of it is really good, but I think this is maybe the, the most well-animated movie I've ever seen. Like, mm-hmm. these characters move, and, and their facial features or their facial emotions and stuff are so good that they don't, like, they... They don't look photorealistic, but they are real people. Um, and I, I, I get every emotion out of them that I think I would out of a real person. Um, it's uh, it's just unbelievable, really. There was. There's so many heartfelt moments, and it was funny. I loved the uh, the king in it. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Because he was, you know, big and boisterous and uh, just had fun. And I don't uh, – it's the same kind of thing where that character, you, the the sort of play between him and his wife, there, there's – 
there's different aspects to it where like you kind of get this idea of like, well, he's the playful one and she's sort of the, the sort of bitchy one. But you also realize like, well, he is at fault too because he is, he's making these mistakes and, and that, that is actually a failure of his. And she is the one who stands up and gets stuff done and, and organizes things when it needs to happen. And that is actually important. Well, you know, we want to side with our main character and say like, well, no, her mother is, is, is just being mean, but, she's not like there is a reason why she's doing what she's doing yeah and because the the king and the queen were kind of like perfect compliments to each other yeah where the queen was you know there was a certain way you had to do this you had to do this and the the king was all the heart yeah and they were a perfect compliment but there's uh i'll spoil the part that you know she uh, surprisingly there's a witch in it that there's a spell oh yeah i i had i did not see that coming at all not at all that's one of those things i felt like they added to change the story to make it really yeah well, because it comes so late in the game, and then <laughs> oh, here, here I'm gonna respond, and then you can finish your comment while you while you clear your throat. Um, is that it's something that I, I kind of disagree because we talked about this last week that I kept saying like, oh man, I wish they kept the title, the bear and the bow, which was their working title for a while. Um, but now I realize that I think they didn't want anybody to know about that twist about that spell. Um, because it was the the bear was not in the promotion really at all. Like there there are a couple shots in the trailer where I was like, oh, at some point she befriends a bear because there's a bear that's being friendly and following her, but there's also a mean bear. Like what's the deal there? Um, and I think that they purposely didn't use that title because they didn't want you to know that that was going to happen at some point. Um, I would it would be crazy to me to find out that somehow what is basically the entire conflict of the movie was not originally the conflict of the movie. Well, I think uh, the evil bear. Mm-hmm. I think that might have been most of the movie is like she has to defeat this bad, bad bear. bear yeah. I think they add the mother bear part spell. To yeah, but I'll also say that uh, yeah. But what I was gonna say was uh, my favorite part. Well, one of my favorite parts is when they're trying to sneak back into the castle, and uh, Merida's telling the story, and her mom bear is like. Yeah. signing it to her yeah and i mean no words is coming from the bear but it's no. you're right it's so it's animated and, so well and acted so well by mm-hmm. the animation that you, you, you i don't know it's just it's beautiful yeah. and amazing and yeah i this movie was i, I it's just inspiring and you, you don't get a lot of um you know I'm, I'm a sucker too for women empowerment and oh yeah and women too. that kick ass. Yeah. And, you know, she doesn't back down. When that huge bear was, she found that huge bear, she wasn't First thing she does is she shoots it with an arrow. I was yeah. like, fuck yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yes, I was so excited. I was like, because she, she doesn't even have a moment of, like, fear first. Like, first mm-hmm. she shoots it with an arrow, and then she's terrified. Yeah, because then so she realizes cool. she can't slow it down. It's, yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, like, her first thought is, okay, I got to stop this thing. And then when she realizes she can't, that's when she's afraid. But yeah, and that it, is it, such it, a It great... was interesting to see Pixar do, a, like, a straight-up fairy tale. Yeah. Where I didn't expect it to be this. In fact, when I saw the trailers, I thought her being brave was she was going to go uh, get the bear that hurt her dad. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that her, that's where I thought her, it was her, going first too. Her uh, coming of age was she's going to hunt down this bear that maybe no one else could hunt down. Yeah, but that it went a different way where it was more about her discovering her relationship with her mother. Yeah, because and, because you kind of think like, oh, well, this is going to be a movie where she has to prove to herself to everybody else so that they'll respect her, and you realize like. No, 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 no. That's that can't be the lesson. The lesson can't be that she has to prove herself to everybody else. We already know she is strong and that she can do all this stuff, uh, and she knows it too. It's just about her fixing these relationships with these people. I especially I love that scene where um, 
her mother is talking to her dad and she's talking to the horse and they're having this conversation that if they had it with each other, mm-hmm. things might get better. But they just, you know, they, they're they arguing about like, oh man, she just never listens and you realize it's not about nobody's listening, it's about you guys aren't talking to each other. Yeah, exactly. And that was so well um, communicated and in a way that uh, we as, as adults figured out and thought, wow, this is really interesting and really, really powerful. Um, but as kids, like I, I think you would, you would pick up on that. You would realize, yeah. even if you couldn't articulate it, you would be like, oh well, yeah, they're that you know they're apart, but they're having this conversation, um, which was just fantastic. Uh, and we have to talk about the bear fight. Oh yeah, you know, I heard a guy when we were leaving the theater talk about how this this is kind of like up where, you know, the first two acts of the movie are great, and then at the end there's this action sequence that kind of like doesn't doesn't quite deliver in the way that the first two do emotionally um but no because bear fight is so cool that bear fight and it's uh i was looking up one of the directors and and one of the guys who was uh working on writing it uh was involved with samurai jack which totally makes sense now uh he's actually one of the animators on samurai jack and then wrote an episode and directed an episode i believe um and yeah because that fight sequence feels like just this badass uh I mean, it's bears fighting, man. <laughs> yeah, totally. How could it not be awesome? Um, way better than fight old dudes fighting on a zeppelin. As much <laughs> as I, as much as I love up, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's not much. Yeah, there's just so many great moments in that movie. Yeah. I can't even. And I will. I I do think that like some of the some of the humor and stuff is aimed at, at well, younger kids at on this kids. one. I mean, of course, but, I mean, the little the three little triplet kids are definitely for yeah. The children, but I mean, but there's some really funny. funny oh parts. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, at the end where they're all sailing away, and all the three kids are on the the sailboat with them, and then the the king, the next shot is the king rowing after him because he has to go after. Him. I mean, that mm-hmm. stuff's really funny. Yeah. Um, and they're really cute as little bears. Yes, the cutest little bears. Way cuter than the little bears in uh, in uh, Doctor Seuss's the the whatever that was we saw the Lorax the Lorax. Just yeah. something they can do uh, right, and you know we didn't even touch on how great the little uh, short was at the beginning, La Luna. Yeah, La Luna, man, it was beautiful. I I was kind of afraid it was going to steal the show. It was so good. One of the <laughs> probably the longest ones they've done, as far as I can remember. It, it felt long, and you know it was um, so creative. I didn't know what they were doing. I had no yeah. idea what was was going on. There was like this childlike wonderment about the whole thing that just it, you couldn't help but love. You know, and, you know, laugh out moments when he holds holds up the broom to the old man and it's shaped like his beard. And he holds up the other broom to his dad, and he has the same bushy mustache. I mean, yeah, just cute little things like that, and yeah, just the premise of it. I didn't even know what they were doing at the end. I'm like, why? Are they? Yeah, I thought they were cleaning up the stars. Why are they cleaning up the why stars? Why are they wiping all the stars off of the moon? And then you, they pull back. One of the best reveals, man. They pull yeah. back, and you're like, oh, <gasps> it, it felt That's like their job. Yeah, it felt like they were creating a new mythos. You know, yeah, like in you know in the same. In the same group of things like storks bringing babies and stuff, now there is these people who who sweep the moon every day and 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 push the starlight off of the moon. <laughs> so cool! And as we were driving over here afterwards, I was looking up and there was a crescent moon, and I was just like, <laughs> oh, it was so it was so good, man. Oh, I, I love their shorts so much. How you doing, Brad? You doing all right? I wish I could talk more. I can't. No. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess Brad's... Uh, oh, poor Brad. Yeah, poor Brad. I'm sorry. And we'd love sick. to hear your opinion on it, but maybe you can tweet it. You guys said most of what I agree with, so... Yeah. You can tweet us, real underscore nerds. You can like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can also send us mail directly, realnerds at gmail.com. You can call us, 
six nerds five please call us because then you can hear yourself on the podcast yeah you can also what did i forget you can visit our website realnerdspodcast.com next week we are seeing ted i think that's it oh yeah i think my wife wants to see magic mike but i i want to i want to see magic mike i'll be i'll be honest it's steven soderbergh movie how i have a hard time staying away yeah so we'll see i'll I'll be in nebraska but um oh really yeah i didn't know that but yeah Well, well anyway we'll talk about that later um yeah yeah, Ted, for sure. Ted, for, for sure. sure. And I've already been reading reviews for Ted, and they say it's really, really funny. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, after watching that Red Band trailer last week. Yeah, that re- didn't have a Red Band in front yeah. of it. Yeah, it was not Red Band. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that trailer is so good. Because <laughs> the green one seems really tame to me. I'm with The jokes seem lame, but when you mm-hmm. replace it with the swearing and the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I had to watch uh, the scene where he's naming off all the chicks' names again. <laughs> Just because it's an amazing it's piece of acting. Yeah. I mean, just to rattle off all those names, which I'm sure there probably wasn't a list of names, or maybe there was. They said, hey, why don't you just name a bunch of names and go. Yeah. <laughs> so who knew Mark Wahlberg could do it? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Anyways. Well, we'll talk to you guys all next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>